0: Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of.
1: All right. So I'm in the middle of the new or the beginning of the new job. Right. And I think last on CTO Think, we talked about the process of the recruiting. So now I'm on board. And... Now we'll talk about the tech side of things as much as I can. It's still an employer. I'm not going to reveal secrets, but, uh, go. Oh no. You're you're working
0: for the, you're working for the man now. Come on. (laughs) Um,
1: but the, so this I've worked for the last, I don't know, 10 years, mainly on Ruby on rails and JavaScript, a lot more JavaScript the last, four to five. So now I'm being introduced to a new, two new things. One, service oriented architecture. And two, using Go to implement the services. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk today about Go, my introduction to it, how I'm learning it, what I think about it. Um, And so let me go and think about the first time i heard about go i remember it, there was some developer doing an online live maybe it was like a, a some kind of google product conference basically they were saying we decided to write a new language and people were already starting to get you know new language every other day kind of thing so everyone's like why do we need this And it was a language based upon speed and simplicity. And it was mainly for people that were experienced with C and the complexities around writing that. And so some Google developers, as as I remember it, um, decided to create a new compiled language, type safe language that would achieve the the goals of C with the simplicity of Ruby, um, type of writing. Maybe that's the best way to say it. So, um, I think, I don't know where the choice was made, but at some point in hierology's background, a choice was made to start implementing services. And they were, I think, deciding between Elixir, which is, um, a language that a lot of rubyists are going towards and then the i think the other option would be rust perhaps and sure. they chose go so my team uses go for the code so the first thing i did when i was kind of told or that i was joining a team using go is i went to my true tested and true Tutorial teacher, Steven Greider of Udemy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's got a, he's got a, not a very, it's not too long. It's a really good introduction to Go and the way that he teaches. And I just listened. I just walked, I started doing some of the tutorial. I didn't, you have to install Go. I used Brew on Mac for that. That was pretty simple. And then followed through the tutorial and, You know, Grider doesn't go through the book style of here's variables, here are control structures, if else, here are switches. He more starts building things and teaching you as you go along. Sure. And which I like, I think it's more interesting to learn that way. And so I did that introduction and it was extremely helpful for day one. Because I did, this, I did this tutorial, I did about two-thirds of it before I started the gig. And it helped a lot because as soon as I started seeing Go code day one, I wasn't lost in what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I wasn't lost in the way that they built things. So it's not wow. like I walked in the door and I was like, I know Go and I know how you built this. And Lord knows, I've been, I have not felt great about my um, experience for the last week just because of taking on a bit really big card. And I was like, man, I am so slow in this. I could have built this in a day in Rails. But the uh, Go is interesting because it feels like it was written by people. Who write code by themselves. They okay. don't they don't like in Rails and Ruby, I'm very used to people naming variables with a full word or a noun or whatever it may be. JavaScript the same way. In Go, it's very much the standard to use single letter variables. And that's like part of the style. Right. There is a Go tidy method for code style you don't really alter it like you don't go in you don't really go into go like you do with es lint and then say i'm going to use the airbnb listing i'm going to use the um the ruby on rails rubocop settings based on this company and then i'm going to tweak them as i go along it seems like everyone just uses the go tidy to follow these rules for your style. And I'm not used to that. I'm not used to it being prescribed that much, especially when I'm like, aren't explicit variables better? Isn't two spaces better than freaking indention with eight? (laughs) Which is crazy (laughs) down to me. It's like, what? (laughs) But, But also, there's no bike shedding over it. Nobody's really debating it. We don't really we don't have discussions on should i indent here should i put a space here kind of or a new line it's more like nope we're just going to follow that standard which I, I i haven't felt any pain to to say like hey we should break from this and go somewhere <laughs> yeah. else it's just um it's just more of like oh okay this is how we're going to do it and that 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 actually um, makes
0: things easier too doesn't it it, it eliminates the cruff that you have to fight through of uh it, the the analysis you get yourself in with two spaces, four spaces and all that stuff. If you've got a set style to go in.
1: Yeah. Now I don't, what I don't know, and this is part of me coming on the team. I, I have to ramp up faster because I think we are like the company is learning go as we move along as we're progressing. So I would not say that we are a go expert firm. We've got great services running really fast, and they're tested, and so testing is a part of the culture, which is great both on the both on the developer side and QA. Um, but that's that has nothing to do with Go really. But Go has testing tools, and so at least from day one, I am looking at a an approach to test involved development put it that way mm. and so that's that was definitely a plus what i'm not used to is not i don't know all the tricks so i like in root Ru- and ruby on rails i know how to immediately test a specific function a p- specific method so to speak or test it like if i have an assertion i want to just run that one assertion i have no idea how to do that and go yet I'm running the whole page, the whole file of code of tests, and that's kind of weird that it's not that simple. Um, there's a developer, there's an editor. Like let's, talking about the editor, I started using something called Go. It's called GoLand, which is J2E or J something. The folks that is it Eclipse. The editor,
0: I don't know. There's this, I don't know that Eclips, everyone Eclips uses. Called an
1: yeah. And I think that it's, it's, you know, it's run by a big company that does Java stuff and everyone's like, everyone's telling me, I, we just use go land. Now, just so you know, the the name of go as a language is shitty for searches <laughs> on Google, just pure horrible. Sure. So everyone uses go Lang, typically as how they name it even though that's not the official name it's like at least you can grab on to more letters for the search so that's a downside to go by far is the ability to search for things the, the second problem is that if you have a problem with the editor go land google is like you mean go lane don't you <laughs> i'm like no i mean go land and That is a problem. It's just a pain in the butt to for because you know, I live by searching for bugs and syntax um, approaches through Stack Overflow and Google, like most people. And so I'm always like, man, it makes it so much harder with the way that they name this. So, definitely not. I'm sure it was cute when they started it. I wish I would have called a gopher. That would have been better. That's their logo is all these little cartoon gophers, which are cute. But it's not cute when you're searching for Go and there's a million things that are unrelated to the language you're searching for. Right. So... I'm still trying to learn the tricks of GoLand and finally I'm and I got kind of frustrated with GoLand not behaving like I expected so I installed a few plugins with VS Code and I'm swear I'm like I don't know that I need this GoLand thing go the people that are working with VS Code in Go have built in a lot of great tools with it right so I'm actually leaning towards using Uh, VS Code more, and I might give the license that we got for it to somebody else when they onboard. But we'll have to see because I, when I work with, when I pair with my other teammates, they're used to seeing Go land. And if I want faster help from them, I kind of need to use that tool. So I think I might use it for pairing and then code on my own with uh, VS Code. But the, going back into the language, Um, something, let's say going back to one of our episodes, um, on this old app, we talked about TypeScript and all, I kind of dove into TypeScript and is it a value? I can definitely say that if you have never used a type safe language, you've only used dynamic stuff and you want to get into, you want to bridge into a Rust, uh, Elixir, um, actually Elixir is dynamic. If you want to get into Go... Learning TypeScript will help you because if you've never built typefaces for uh, and stuff, interfaces for types for your data, uh, it's going to be an abrupt, you know, a wide awakening to you about all this extra code you need to write just to define what your data types are. Sure. And they do that a lot with go. So the way that the particular code I'm looking at has an excessive amount of interfaces, which may be like, it may be excessive um, based on what I'm looking at. Cause I'm like, man, I got to go to a lot of layers deep in my brain to hold on to what I'm working with. But end of the day, what, after you look at it enough, it seems like it is not that hard. Um, I also got a book I'm jumping all over the place here, but I got a book called Head First Go. I love the Head First the Cat- books. The Head First, yeah, books. the Kathy awesome. Sierra style. Yeah. So that's been helpful, and I'm kind of filling in some of the blanks that Grider didn't cover because he went really fast, which was great. But then there's details, and I'm now like, what are the what's going on? So that has been a a nice read on the side, but I just it's been at a slower pace than I got through the tutorials. Oh, and let me, let right. me ask a question. So you, you
0: were brought on as, as a senior engineer, correct? Yeah. How's your ego dealing with having to come in and ask for help?
1: Oh, like I, when I pair with my, so I got a friend that I already worked with a while back and I keep telling her, Hey, I feel stupid. <laughs> like i just, I'm just totally honest. Like, Man, I feel inefficient. Man, I feel slow. And she's just like, quit worrying about it, you know? And that's what I would tell my students or somebody that was coming on board is like, yeah, hey, you got to learn this. Don't worry about it. So, I, yeah, my ego is getting kicked um, on the learning side. Like on the coding side, on the software management side, everything seems normal. Like I'm used to, I have built everything that this company has built in the sense of I've dealt with, the, I've solved a lot of the problems that they've had to solve myself or with my teams. Right. So I don't look at any of the, None of the problems are like, Whoa, how, like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Or this is such a different scope than I've ever dealt with. Like all that I feel very comfortable with. Um, it's really more of how is this built? And can I understand the language enough to solve the problem fast with the code? That's where I feel really dumb. That's where I feel really slow and inefficient. And that's what's definitely kicked the ego down a notch. Right. But at at the end of this week, I got through each layer of this card, which had multiple layers. And by the end of it, I'm like, okay, if you gave me this problem again next week, I knock it out in a day, two days probably. And I did have to write some some Ruby code to solve a part of the problem, which felt good because I nailed that in about an hour. I was like, "Sweet, I'm done with this part." But, but I really did. Yeah, I mean, you, it's definitely uh, feeling less assured of yourself is something that someone with 20 years of experience still has to go through when you are said, when you're told this is your card for the week and you have not really used this code, this language before. Um, so
0: yeah, I yeah. have to work through that. And that's definitely. what I, that's what I was after was it, it, it's, it's, Probably, no matter what job you start and, and even if you're in the middle of a job, thump, something will come up where you're just not gonna know. Um, and yeah. in most in most organizations, that's gonna be just fine. Um, it's It's about your your ability to learn, your ability to to improve than it is your knowledge at the moment.
1: And now let me also say, I'm not alone. When I'm, when I'm in, when I, this is an amazing team. I got, I got a, it's been a very short time, but I really, there's the, the way that they've crafted this engineering team, the positivity, the helpfulness. Um, I have reached out to every single person on my pod and I've reached out to people on other teams with questions and I always get people that are helpful. They Like, no ego, just let me help you out as best I can. And that is more reassuring than anything. And I feel for the people that are in my shoes that go on to some of the teams I've joined in the past, where you ask a question and the person acts like, you know how can you not know this kind right. of thing, right? And I and and I that's how I learned the hard way working with some really devs better than me, and some of their attitudes at times were a little flippant, and I'm just like, like just give me the answer, man. I don't really care about how smart you are, <laughs> but everyone here is just really extremely helpful, and I will not put to the side the fact that I know someone already, and I can talk to her and understand her what she knows and what I've known in the past, which is helpful. Um, sure. I can kind of lean on her a bit just because we have that familiarity, but I've been able to reach out to other people on the team with a question. One, one thing that's really sweet is that there is a person dedicated to databases and SQL. Yeah. And people, everyone goes to him for SQL kind of questions and Postgres questions. And I'm like, I've never had that. I've never, like, I've always been that person and I know SQL, I don't know, 60%. Well, like I know I can always write a query to solve the problem. I just don't know if it's any, if it's the best practice. I don't know if it's efficient. So I've been, I've always lived knowing SQL rather than like an ORM, an ORM or an active record thing. But now that there's a person that I can say, here's a query I got. How do I make this better? That's what I'm looking forward to because this per this this person knows a lot of stuff on databases and he's really quick on his answers and I'm just like yes this is going to be fun so I'm looking forward to having like that person involved with stuff I work on because I've just never had that before.
0: Well, I'd be so, interested. Uh, I want I want to d- diverge on that for a second. Um, yeah. Is it worth and I don't know what the process is there. Is it worth having him review all the all the database calls in in the code base? Uh, I, you know, as a code reviewer, um, when you make a, a change, there's there's an SQL query here. Does he go through and and look at all the SQL queries you've added?
1: No. Okay. only if you, if you ask him to if you were to ask him he would but yeah yeah, yeah. it's not he's not charged with being overall DB um, overall database query interaction recruit uh, oh, reviewer. Okay. Yeah, thats yeah. not that's not his role um, I think he is just usually the first person that is presented with database related problems but it's more about I think the architects that are involved at a higher level with design of the applications and, and solutions probably interface with him more at that level. Ah, uh, okay. But but that's all I've gathered so far. Sure. I, and I don't I don't think it would be that efficient for um, someone to do that necessarily across thirty people. But I don't yeah, that's know. what I
0: was trying to figure out. Is is does that make sense? And I guess. At the end of the day, you just you run it in there, and if you have performance issues, you tweak it after. Yeah.
1: Um, going back to Go, talked about testing. Um, the database interaction is there is no ORM that I know of for Go, mm-hmm. so you're we are you know connecting to the database, we're caching things, um, we. So everything is pretty much a straight interaction at a database connection level. Um, that's different because I just it's been a long time, like I guess I did with PHP and MySQL, but that's been a long time since mm-hmm. I actually worried about DB connections and straight SQL calls unless I was doing something that really was where active record was a you know inefficient for getting the queries across. Um, it's really, I think the, the hardest part about go is the, there's not, I don't see a lot of comments. I don't like a number of things. One, when I do Google, Google searches again are hard. And even when I do find answers, I don't find a lot of in-depth solutions. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Like I don't see a lot of people talking about complex applications being solved. I see a lot of code examples at a very easy kind of like this is how you do if then else kind of stuff I'm like yeah but what if i'm trying to test a very complex data structure or something and i don't see a lot of examples of that I'm, ha- I'm using those examples i see in our existing code base but i'm not seeing them online that much Right, i'm not seeing a lot of i'm not seeing as like the community is definitely not as show off as much as the javascript community is <clears throat> and the rails community which like to show off what they've built so i don't see that as much and so that's probably i would say that might be a negative um in my mind it seems to be more of a we're all like good if you're using go you're probably really intelligent and you just code things yourself that might be a bad characterization of it but that's what I'm kind of gathering sure and so that is just not what I'm used to coming from JavaScript and rails lately and I wish there was more people showing off <laughs> so I could see what they're doing <laughs> um, but it's so the the other side of that is go is friggin fast holy crap it compiles and test faster than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Now that has nothing to do with the syntax, but man, blazing fast for builds and stuff. Like it right. kicks Rails' butt, Ruby's butt on that side. So I could, there's definitely benefits um, for using it for a service-oriented architecture. If there's anything I learned about serverless and... Uh, JavaScript lately that whole cold start crap just doesn't cut it um, right right but with go man if you're gonna do an soA something like go or rust or elixir definitely I see the value in it tremendously it's it is the, the fastest code I've ever written before right in the way how fast it compiles and of course, the at the binary it's just quick as anyway. Well, so that, that's that,
0: that's what I gathered when I because I did a little reading on Go when as you were making this leap. I was like, well, maybe I'll take a look at learning it, and then that way we'll we'll be able to talk the same language. I looked at it. I saw that it was, and I I, I just looked at it as Go versus Node. That's what I typed to just see what it it, it, yeah. it said. And, um, they said, yeah, go is, is incredibly fast and here's the syntax. And I took a look at the syntax. I'm like, that's nothing like what I've done past. I'm out,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I'll say, but if you were to tell me that, you know, you were going to take your company towards a service, I'd be like, take a look at go. I mean, if you are going to go down that path and there's definitely, that's a whole other discussion of SOA versus monolith kind of thing. Right, I would say Go is a. It's definitely a valid choice. It's got a lot of tools. The language has a lot of built-in packages. It has a package management system. The package manager, unlike NPM and Bundler that I'm used to, is antiquated to some degree. It's pulling from GitHub directly in most cases. I'm not really down with that, um, but you know, that's what I got. The internally, we have our own packages that we build. And so we do a lot less of uh, using from the open source community, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know if that's a product of the developers that started out using it, or what, but the we have a lot of internal shared tools that our services utilize. And so i'm getting kind of used to how you structure these services to interact with each other that's a little different um sure. Talked about testing talked about the ide what else would there be i don't know there's it's really i'm enjoying learning a new language for sure i mean i've got so many now in my background and i would say that the language itself is not the hardest part i'm at that point now where i think my brain just like if you learn another language you can start to build on that faster each learn each new one quicker and in right. terms of speaking language um reading for code I'm, I'm definitely at that stage where learning the learning go is not the hardest part it's the um, getting into the type facing. Oh, here's the other part: pointers and uh, pass by value, pass by reference. Okay. So, yeah, very, very C like. Yes. And one of the guys I work with, I'm like, "Why do you like go?" And he's like, "Oh, I like the memory management stuff." I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, why would you yeah, want to go exactly. back to that? <laughs> 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 like, come on." But so that's a little bit mind bending when you first see it, but then after like steven greider did a great example of explaining why you're doing it what it's doing and after that my brain is able to kind of uh compute it faster why are we using a pointer why are we uh, using an address a memory address so that takes a little practice but i really didn't find that to be as big of a learning curve as i expected Um, right I, i mean i already knew what pointers were i just had chosen languages that never made me think about it so that's a little different but i don't know there it's it's been both fun and frustrating like you said earlier ego ego kick to the ego at times despite the experience but i also even when i get frustrated um i kind of like have to bring myself down to all right you're just learning this this approach solving problems like any other language you will climb the hill and be okay like you have been in the past and right and even when i every time i inherited a rails application from somebody else i'm like what the heck were you doing here and i have got to figure out how they approached rails so right. And so that's always a challenge, no matter what. Even when I've been working on it a while, I think that's what hard, What's hard for for new developers is they have no context for having learned that many things. They don't know that what they're trying, what they're going through, is normal. They just feel dumb, and it's like, no, you don't need to feel dumb. This is how you're going to feel every time you inherit a new uh, existing application. You got to figure out what the other person was trying to do or what the other team was trying to do. And when you're trying to learn the language and do that, it's even doubly hard. So give yourself right. a break is all you can do. So, yeah. So that's where I am. I mean, that's, I'm going to, I'm visiting the, they have an on-site twice a year with all the remote people. And so I'll be in town next week, um, for that starting tomorrow. So, okay. um, but yeah, that's where I am. And, So far, so good.
0: So uh, I was looking it up as you were talking. Is anybody from the office going to the, to go for con in San Diego?
1: No one's talked about it, but we're not like, I wouldn't call us a go shop yet. Like we are a team learning go. And I believe that my, I haven't talked about it at length with, um, the folks that I work with and for, but I, I think what they're wanting to do is build the the services and build upon go so that we are a company that becomes that and they had a developer before that left, that was really the catalyst of all this. And (laughs) so That, that that's kind of humorous in itself. In the what way, in, in what sense
0: in, in the fact that he he was the catalyst and he's lo- no longer there
1: well but you have to um, every company has to deal with that to some extent
0: right oh no no absolutely it, it it just struck me as
1: funny but that but yeah so they I mean it's not like they were left holding the bag with bad code it's just more of yeah oh you were the like well, and this may be the other. The, what I gather, and this is totally my observation from afar. Ten times developer doing all the work themselves,
0: <laughs>
1: right? And so, in a way, they were left holding the bag. It's not a bad bag. It's just that no one. You look in the bag, and not everyone. Not everyone speaks the same way about what's in there. So, I think that in a way, they need to the company's goal is to we need to improve upon our approach of go like we do with the existing rails app that's what we need to grow is our services and our go knowledge and i'll be part of that um sure but i just have to i have to in my mind i'm like i can i can do everything about the development except I have to learn go well enough to speak to it. And that's what I don't right. have under my grasp yet. But I'll, but the funny thing is I'll sit there and I'll go like, okay, so in this go service, I'll ask questions to people about, so do we have X, Y, Z features um, that I have in rails usually? And they're like, no, we build it ourselves or we don't have it. And I'm like, Oh, uh, we got to change that. Like, like that would be ideal to add the ability to test this faster. To add integration right. testing that's faster, because it, I feel like it, we have a little, we're bogged down a little bit with very manual processes for testing. That I'm like, that should be automatic. Um, and one of my very first things to do was to start doing load testing and stuff, and. We right. had they hadn't really they hadn't needed to and we still found out we didn't need to do it that much like it's so fast right now that we aren't even touching upon the limits that we would be at but um, it's those kind of things like we don't have the infrastructure that I'm used to with Rails where I code and then let other things test for me completely uh, and that's that's what we need to give is that foundation of a really efficient. Um, software construction tool set i think so that's what i, I gu- i'm guessing we're aiming for but at this point i've just had i'm i've been so focused on learning and fix- solving what has been assigned to me that i really haven't thought about big picture stuff and i'm sure i'll be there there's goals that the team has on that i should wait and hear before i start saying we need to do this you know kind of stuff
0: so yeah, you're, you're still in scramble mode. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's the way it is everywhere, right? You, you, you're too, when you're, when you're new on something, when you're new to something, you're, you're too focused to uh too tunnel visioned. You need a little time to, to let
1: everything slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit. <clears throat> so anyway, that's where I am. we go. And as I learn more, I can definitely speak more to it. And, um, but right now I would say that's I've talked about everything I can think of at the moment involved with it. Yeah.
0: I think, I think there's a future discussion on service oriented architecture for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, cool. Sounds like it's a good start and it's a good place to be. Good so far. All right. All right.
1: Talk to you next week. Sounds good.
0: Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.